Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Agnipath, the film and its remake about a boy who enters the criminal world to avenge his father's murder. I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is our fourth movie or pair of movies or something in our (laughs) revenge movie series. And the first one was made in 1990 and stars Amitabh Bakchan. The second was made in 2012 and stars Riddick Roshan and was produced by the son of the producer from the first one. I see. So Karen Johar? Yeah, Karen Johar did the second one in tribute to his father, Yash Johar. It was a really important movie for him, he said. Which is crazy, because this movie wasn't really well-received. The original movie wasn't really well-received at the time it was released. It became a cult classic later on. Yeah. Which I find confusing. (laughs) Oh, I do too. I wonder if it was personally a movie that he really liked, and then it was hard for him that nobody else liked it at the time it came out. Could be, could be. Uh, they did pick it up eventually, and now it's considered a really important film in Amitabh Bachchan's career. Why? I don't know. So Just to prove he could look really bad and people would still like the movie. Right. So it's pretty obvious, or should be pretty obvious, that the we prefer the second one to the first one. This could be because we're missing some sort of subtle nuance in the first one. That, I don't think that's uh, it. We're, yeah, but the problem with the first one... One problem? (laughs) Okay, there's many problems with the first one. But the biggest problem with the first one is that the plot is confusing. Like, Mm, it just jumps into things. It does not follow show, don't tell. They're like, we're telling you this is what happened. And it feels like for the first one, the the beginning setup is good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it gets to him being an adult, and then there's a whole that happens, bunch of really confusing, poorly explained gang-related stuff that happens that you're not really sure why you care about or what this guy's deal is. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, he's like, I'm going to get vengeance for my father. And then the film focuses again and gets back on track. Right. So it's that middle bit that was tough. Yeah. It, it kind of wandered all over... From that, and the first part was great, although it did not take a lot of excuse for those villagers to kill his father. No, they were into it. Yeah, that didn't seem like a huge murderable offense, but I'm not a villager, I don't know. Well, I guess hypocrisy. Just cut them to the quick on that. I guess so. The thing that Rithik Roshan's father was accused of doing was a lot worse. Yeah, so what the Rithik Roshan version of the film kind of did was was focus the story. Absolutely. It filled in some of the plot holes that were mm-hmm. in the first movie, and then it gave it, like, from the beginning, you knew what this kid's goal was and what yes. the man's goal was, and it never changed. There's still problems with it, but it's a lot more focused and easier to follow. Yeah, stuff doesn't just all of a sudden happen, and you're like, okay, there wasn't really any lead up to that. I don't know why this is happening. Who is this guy? Like, why do we care about this guy? Mm-hmm. 
As far as the gang stuff goes, it was a lot better explained, although I still have questions about choices that were made. (laughs) I think really the ideal movie is probably something that borrows from both of these. It takes the focus of the plot in the second movie and some of the elements, like, I think the villain is better in the second movie just because he's nuts. He's played mm-hmm. by Sanjay Dutt, who does a really good job and is just, like, comic book villain crazy. Yeah, he is. Also, he looks like a comic book yes. villain. Yes, and just his like, motivations seem comic book villainy, kind of like, yeah. the, this person made fun of me. Yeah, his head looks like a <laughs> potato on a yeah. big old body that... I'm sorry, I have a hard time believing that Rithik Roshan had much of a chance against him. Not saying that he was super fit. I'm saying he was bigger than him. Yeah, he was a lot bigger. And he didn't have no muscle. So, yeah, so it would have taken the focus of the plot in the the villain. But I think Amitabh Bachchan's character in the first movie was more consistent in the way he acted. Yes. Rithik Roshan's character was full of a lot of... uh, emotions that were very poorly suppressed yeah that's kind of classic for like him in most movies though but they were they were a little more all over the place Mm -hmm. um and i think i actually preferred the ending moments of the first film to the second film oh i definitely do so Uh, even though i would never watch the the 1990 version ever again mm -mm. i there are things that i think that film did a little bit better than the second movie yeah such as have side characters. <laughs> I liked the coconut vendor a lot. I liked him a lot. Yeah. And, like and there's his... no real equivalent in the, the remake for that character. No, and there was more with, like, his his mother and his sister in the first one were a lot better also. Again, more Because they consistent. were there more, more normal. And they were more consistent. Because in the second one, his sister doesn't, like, even know they're related because the mother has kicked him so thoroughly out of lives and yeah there's stuff where i'm like that just seems bonkers seemingly for less cause it didn't really seem like he was a huge deal in the criminal world at the time she had done that yeah it was just like the very fact that he was running with criminals so i'm like so i'm sorry but your son is very angry Mm -hmm. because this is his temperament as is established when his father is still alive that he's very angry passionate child who Mm -hmm. needs to be directed so your son falls in with the criminal underworld because he's angry about the unjust murder of his father. And your solution is, get out of our lives. Yeah. I'll That's not sure going to fix the problem. I'll make sure you have no good influences. Yeah. So the film's title is from the poem that they quote in the beginning, which is written by Amitabh Bakchan's father, who was like a super mm-hmm. famous poet, which is yeah. just crazy to me isn't that interesting it is weird but that's where the title comes from and that's why they're quoting that poem and means path of fire yes which by the end you're like oh i get it yeah right (laughs) and what's weird is that even though amitabh bakchan in the first film like received some criticism for the way he played the role um because of his smokes a pack a day yes Which was supposed to channel Marlon Brando. And I'm... It's funny because I think I've heard so many Marlon Brando impersonations. Like, obviously, I've seen a lot of Marlon Brando stuff. Right. Because he's an amazing actor. But, like, I've heard so many impersonations that I'm like, well, that wasn't really a Marlon Brando impersonation. No, sadly, the Marlon Brando impersonation was probably more 
the way he looked in this movie. Yeah, and I don't, you know, by that I mean bad. Yeah. And I don't think, well, and since he was channeling Marlon Brando and the real phoning it in in the later part of his career. (laughs) It's really true. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think this was a standout role for him. And I think there was something he was trying to do. I just don't think he achieved it very well. And I think Mm -hmm. part of that was really undercut by the fact that he was 50 playing 36. 36. He's like, I'm 36. And I I looked it up and I was like, you're 48 and you look every day of it. Because I was looking at him and I was like, there's no way you're 36. You must be like 50. No, and, like, not a great 50. No. The thing is, I've never seen him look this bad. And these really dark circles under his eyes. Yeah, and he's, like, bloated and just, it's bad. Yeah, so it's really not his best performance, but what's weird is that he won the National Film Award for Best Actor. That is very weird. So, you know, this is a, I just feel like this is kind of an odd film, just from the how polarizing it seems to be in the way it was received and like what it's become. Yeah. And it's hard watching it to understand why it became such a cult classic. So that really must be a cultural thing because it has to be, I don't understand. Cause there's things where you're like, you can understand why Rocky Horror Picture Show became a cult classic. Right. You may not like it. Right. But you understand why it did. This one, I'm like, I just found it confusing and weird. Yeah, this is maybe like if some if if someone from a very different culture watched uh, Mars Attacks, and was like, people love this movie. I think part of it is for us. I tend to think of a cult classic as being either a movie that is really quirky and offbeat, so it's funny, or a movie that's so atrocious that it becomes beloved because of just how poorly made it is. And this is neither of those things. So yeah. It's it's a little tough. But, yeah, the second movie has a lot more charming elements to it. Rithik Roshan, I think, did a good job with the character. It's it's a part he's kind of played before. Yeah. It's not an original part for him. But oh, he did absolutely. it perfectly well, even if it did involve a surprising amount of crying for a hardened gangster. I know. And Priyanka Chopra was charming as mm-hmm. his love interest. Yep. And, really, the romance in the second movie is... So much more understandable than the first movie. Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing. There wasn't a romance in the first movie. They just told you this is happening. And, like, they force things to happen. And you're like, how is this happening? This doesn't seem... You knew it was going to because she's the only other woman (laughs) in the movie. And she's a nurse. Nurse have... Nurses have to apparently like people who are generally unlikable. I guess so. But, man, it was I was like this is I mean he just walks in and is like we're getting married she's like okay yeah it's one of those romances that I've seen in movies you know you see them in movies from time to time of there's no real reason for the woman to to like the guy except that he's the hero and sometimes they can pull it off sometimes it's the type of relationship where the guy just has so much like on-screen charisma or like you can see the, the chemistry between the two of them and the way they've set up her character, you can see her just being like, yeah, sure, whatever, let's do it. Yeah. But this, I think because she was in so little of the movie, it felt odd. Well, and he, the whole, from the minute he was an adult, he was just losing ground with me. He <laughs> is a criminal who has alienated his family and is just, like, killing people, making 
incomprehensible choices to me as far as his criminal empire goes. I didn't get anything that was appealing about him. Yeah, you're right, because I... And maybe that's why I liked the mother and the sister so much more in the first movie than I did in the second movie, because yeah. I didn't like him as much. So I could understand I their positions more. I think that is probably how I felt also. Right. Whereas in the second movie, I was like, well, you betrayed your son by abandoning him <laughs> to know, criminal right? influences. So that's, that's on you. It's Riddick Roshan, and he's still kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, he's still crying because he wants to celebrate his sister's birthday, and you, monster, won't let him. Right. And he's so beloved. He, they set him up as such like an Al Capone type of like being super beloved in the neighborhood because it's like, well, he doesn't take any money for the work he does. And I'm like, well, the work he does seems to be human trafficking. So I don't understand why. It's pretty weird. His boss is out there selling young girls. Yeah. He's crying because he can't celebrate his sister's birthday. But I'm like, okay, but you're working for a human trafficker. Yeah. In the sex trade of young girls. Like, this isn't... Which is really funny, because in the first one, he never would have done that. And the guy who took over the village Mm -hmm. has turned everyone there into prostitutes. And it's a horrible thing. Right. Whereas in the second movie, it's just that he's using it as a base for heroin exporting. Heroin or cocaine? I thought it was cocaine. Maybe it was. I thought it was heroin. And he said the coca leaf. Could be. I. You know what? At a certain point, all I'm just like, it's a drug empire. I'm, I don't need to pay attention to details. It's yeah. some sort of bad drug, although heroin is worse than cocaine. Worse. But And in the second one, so I did love the cop in the first one. Yeah. I thought he was really good. The cop gets less screen time in the second one, and he doesn't get, like, the good speeches. Mm-hmm. But he was on Puri. Yes. Who's always good. Yes. I was like seeing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really feel like in a perfect world, there would be like an amalgamation of these two films where they take the best parts of each one. Absolutely. And, and yes, I realize it would mean it was probably three and a half hours. I think there's a lot of fat that could have been trimmed from both of these. Not a, not a drop. Like the fact that he's like, oh, I guess it's a spoiler, so I won't talk about it, but there was... There's a huge section in the, not a huge section, but, like, a whole plot point in the second movie where I'm like, this could have been easily cut out. I really feel like you were just trying to fill screen time here and give his character more things to cry about. But anyway, I... (laughs) I think I know what you mean. Yeah, so... Maybe we should go to the spoilers. So first, let's say, this is not a movie you want to show to young children. It's teenagers. No, neither one. Yeah, I mean, like, I would say this would be an R-rated movie if it was in America. Again, not because of sex, because nothing in India is ever because of that. But because of violence and because of, you know, the presence of a lot of uh, criminal malfeasance. Yeah, drugs, killing cops. Prostitution. Yeah, prostitution. Human trafficking. In the second one, it's very, uh, they are very explicit about selling underage girls. Yes. So there's like a huge scene with it, so. And also the conclusion, especially in the second movie, but the conclusion that's drawn by the film is troubling to Western sensibilities. Yeah, for sure. For that reason also, I don't think you really want to show it to anyone under 18. Yeah, yeah. Which we will talk about 
in a little bit. But um, the songs in the first movie, I didn't think the songs were all that remarkable. Mm-mm. I can't even remember any. They definitely had them because they were yeah. required. But they weren't memorable. The set pieces weren't really memorable. The second movie had some good songs. Yeah, they really did. Including a festival number. And you know how mm-hmm. I love those festival numbers. Oh, yeah. It was a good song. And uh, Katrina Kaif's little yes. song was great. Her uh, item number. Mm-hmm. That's good. And Priyanka Chopra has a very sweet song. Yeah, she does. So that stuff was good. So now we will talk about the spoilers after the interval. So, obviously, the biggest spoiler is kind of not really a spoiler. Like, you know he's going to regain control of the island at the end. Right. Uh, again, I, I felt like it was a lot more satisfying at the end of the second one than the first one, because in the second one, he's been working toward this his whole life. Like, he's had yes. one goal, and it's to do this thing. And in the first movie, you kind of felt like he forgot about it for a while, and then yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, my dad. Like sitting there. So, in the, in the first one, <clears throat> he's been really powerful for a long time. And you're like, oh, okay, it was just, just not important to you anymore. And in the second one, he's still struggling when we see him first. And so. it's as soon as he works his way up, he's like, now I'm going back. And I'm going to kill that guy. Yeah. And he does. And he does. In a very long fight scene. Yes. And in the second one, he dies... After, I mean, he kills the guy, and then he's dying. Mm-hmm. And his mother is there, cradling him as he dies. And he's like, did I do all right? And she's like, I wish you were my son in my, in my next life, and all my lives, or whatever she says. And I'm like, this is troubling to me, because you've spent this entire movie saying mm-hmm. everything you've done is wrong because your father wouldn't have wanted you to become a criminal and do all these awful things he and, like, use violence. would not have. Yeah, but now that he's killed someone... Well, now that he's succeeded... Right. It's basically like, oh, you didn't like it because you thought that he wouldn't succeed? Is that what it was? Because that's what you're acting like. Right, because once he avenged his father and freed the island from oh, their criminal was, overlord... He, they kept showing her reaction face. She was super into it as soon as he started winning. Yeah. So that is... I didn't love that. Because, for one thing, it's unsettling... This is one of those things that's unsettling to Americans because to to endorse such wholesale violence by a maternal figure, it felt wrong. Especially because the way he achieved his ends were so awful. Yeah. He did absolutely nothing to try and prevent the sale of underage girls. Uh, only when it was his sister. Oh, yeah. And he got a lot of people, like, he profited from the drug trade, from a lot of gang-related yeah. activity, mob-related activity, and 
There's just a lot of things that he did that were really reprehensible. Like, I don't care how beloved he was in his community. Those people aren't good judges because what they like is that he seems like a nice guy and they're getting stuff from it. But he killed a lot of people who trusted him and then betrayed a lot of other people. Exactly. And, yeah, and then just cooperated with a lot of, like, really serious criminal offenses. So even if you were fine with him getting vengeance on the person who killed his father and was essentially enslaving the people of this island. What, How he did it should be a cause for concern, no matter right. what. And if this were an American movie, the fact that as soon as they get married, Priyanka Chopra is killed horribly, that would be like a sign. And it would have happened because he was so invested in this revenge that you couldn't see anything else it would have happened because he was doing this it wouldn't have been something that happened just to spur him on even harder exactly and it might have but it would have been clear that it was the cost of his revenge and not just like another thing that happened to him right and that whole plot point because of the way it played out really felt like it was done just as an emotional manipulation and could have easily been cut from the film without changing anything. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, Priyanka didn't need to be in it at all. No, because it also says something about Priyanka Chopra. I mean, unless we're assuming that her character doesn't know the full extent of what he's involved with, it's, it's troubling that her character would be fine with everything he does to the to the degree of wanting to marry him. It's really weird, actually. So I was like, she's playing such an innocent character, but it seems like she knows who he is and what he does. And I kept trying to figure out if that was true, but I think she did. Because, you know, I understand the whole, like, well, I'm someone involved with the mob, like, that's okay, because they've, you know, they're raised in it. This is what they do to get along. They're not bad people. Like, I can buy movie logic on that. Yeah. It's the inclusion of human trafficking that I find so troubling. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got this guy bragging about, like, so-and-so sells every girl he brings to the market. Like, he's talking about himself in third person, but he's like, I sell every girl I bring to the market. Yes. I always make a sale. And I'm like, ugh. And that's normally why when people are trying to glorify mob stuff, people, characters in the mob, they only show them as doing, like, drugs and gambling. Yeah. Not, you know, things like that. Because you can always justify, uh, the audience can always justify to a certain extent where they're like, well, yeah, that's wrong and people shouldn't be doing it. But those people are choosing to use drugs or gamble or whatever. Or even blackmail or whatever, whatever. Like, they're, they're all not as horrible. Exactly. There's just something unforgivably, so unforgivable about human trafficking that I really don't understand. Yeah, about selling a person into slavery. Yeah, especially underage girls. Yeah, especially sex slavery. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> There's just something so, so awful about that that I don't know why they included it in this movie as something his own mob does without well, talking about the choices that he made, the really troubling choices he made. I mean, there were... So they just a real good you. opening mm-hmm. for really reflecting on the the lengths that this guy was willing to go to just to avenge his father. <laughs> and yeah. they just completely bypassed it because they wanted us to like the character. Well, yeah, that's why, I mean, they they want you to not be upset that he's killing these people. Yeah. And so they're like, see how bad they are? And they're never acknowledging that he's part of that. Yeah. 
So the first movie ends very similarly, but slightly differently, and that's in the reaction of the mother, the the interaction between the mother and her son at the very end. And that's, he's killed the guy, he's dying in his mother's arms, and he says, I'm not a criminal, which he'd been saying to her before, like, I'm not a criminal, and before he's you were always like, yeah, before we were like, yeah, you know, you're, you're a straight up gangster, like, we know what you are, and... The mother has also always been like, no, don't try and pull that on <laughs> yeah, me. Like, I know what sense. you are, which you gotta respect her for. Oh, yeah. And she, after he dies, she's like, he's he's not a criminal, he's not a criminal. And I think that ending is better because you can understand what she's feeling, for starters. Like, her son has just died avenging her husband, his father, which yeah. would be something that she, you assume, was in favor of. Right. And... It's also more open to interpretation. Yes. It's not just this wholesale endorsement of everything, everything you, you did, did was awesome. Yeah. I just think the first ending was so much better. I wish they'd kept that in yeah, I agree. the second movie. But they wanted it to be more feel good, I guess. <laughs> I guess they did. They made some bold choices with that. So the second one generally received, like, more positive reviews when it was released, and it was a bigger hit, which makes sense, because it's the remake of what's now a cult classic. Yep. And again, I think it's a lot easier in hindsight to look at a movie and see where it went wrong and fix it in a remake. Not that that often happens. Most of the time in remakes, (laughs) they're remaking really great films, and they're just ruining them. Yeah, exactly. It was a bigger success, so... And I think that, honestly, if you want to watch a movie with just, like, one of the best villains I've ever seen in an Indian film, you should watch the second Agnum Path. Because Sanjay Dutt, uh, they didn't have to feed him on set because he was so full of scenery. <laughs> he was so good. He really did. <laughs> he really did just chomp it. He was great. Like, even if you just watch it for his scenes, he was so... He's by far the most memorable part of the film. And I say that even saying that... Uh, Rithik Roshan and Priyanka Chopra and the girl who played Rithik Roshan's sister. Like, everyone did a good job. Om Puri, like, all of these people did a good job. But oh, yeah. Sanjay Dutt just, like, took the cake. Like, he was <laughs> yeah. so good in the movie. So I would recommend it just for that. Yeah. So next we're going to watch the final film in our revenge movie series, which is called Ekhasina Tai, mm-hmm. which stars Saifali Khan. And it is available for streaming on Amazon. And this is a neo-noir by a director who really is very good and quite consistent in his movies. So even if you don't love, like, the -the over-the-top Bollywood stuff, like, this is definitely worth watching. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com.